welcome to yet another anime podcast. Just who the hell do I think I am? I'm Ninja Boy, and I'm yet another anime podcast host. So happy August, everyone. We're well into the things with this summer anime season. I've been able to narrow down the field to 12 anime I'm going to be watching, but we'll get to those later this episode. Uh, in the meantime, I've got some exciting news. I recently made a guest appearance on Dying Message Podcast. That's so when my friends Noah and Michael dive deep into detective anime series with each episode covering an episode of a detective show. Actually, for the episode I appeared on, we covered the first multi-episode arc of the 2003 show, Detective School Q. I would highly recommend you check them out. I had a lot of fun being on the show and discussing just kind of how ridiculous the whole situation our characters found themselves in. Link to their show will be in the show notes. In honor of the Dying Message podcast, I figured I'd dedicate this episode to talking about detective and more broadly mystery anime you should watch. Now, in order to do that, I'm going to have to talk, get into some literary theory talk about genre. So for a mystery, at least when it comes to media, uh, it basically is a co- at a high level, it's a conflict that takes place uh, around the imbalance of information. Some party, usually the protagonist, is faced with a situation where they do not have enough information that they wish to know, and the plot and conflict resolution revolves around gathering enough information in order to achieve the knowledge the protagonist seeks. Uh, oftentimes, you know, the, the scope of the mystery can be large or small. Uh, in some cases, the mystery is, you know, one central driving plot point across the entire show, across multiple arcs. In some cases, you know, a mystery may be limited to one specific arc uh, or, you know, even a single episode or could even be a subplot within one, so- one episode's conflict among many others. Uh, in some cases, the audience is in the same protagon- case as the protagonist. The protagonist and the audience both don't know the answer to the mystery at hand, and they both uncover clues and information to solve that mystery at the same pace. In other cases, the audience takes a more omniscient view, where they perhaps gain information to solve the mystery that the protagonists are not privy to, and so the tension is less the audience trying to solve the mystery before the protagonist does, but more so seeing if the protagonist will figure out uh, what's going on before some calamity that only the audience is aware of will come to pass. Rarely, there are also shows where the protagonist has information, but the audience does not. And that's, I guess, less a mystery and more atmospheric kind of learning about the world at its own pace. I think Cowboy Bebop is a good one example of this where, you know, the, the protagonists know what's going on in the world. We don't, and part of the joy is discovering that world. Frankly, most shows will have some element of mystery. The lack of knowledge is a very easy plot point for authors and writers to construct with a very clear resolution. For example, many isekai anime may have the central mystery be how did the protagonist end up trapped in another world? You know, uh, antagonists in many shows often do horrible things to start, but their motivations are often unclear, and that that's the mystery. The mystery is figuring out why they are doing what they're doing over the course of the series, and that quest to figure out can be a mystery in and of itself. Uh, you know, another another example would be in many sonen anime, many powers of antagonists are you know a mystery to the protagonist. And the course in the course of a battle, the mystery is not so much you know will they have the strength to overcome it, but in some anime, you uh, hunter hunter especially is figuring out what is our antagonist's power and then how can I counter that. Generally, if one of the cardinal questions, who, what, where, when, how, or why, are being asked, there's at least some element of mystery involved. 
Now, mystery is just one genre of anime, and of course, uh, it can be mixed up with other genres within a show. For example, a show like Attack on Titan or Full Metal Alchemist have central mysteries surrounding the circumstances of its main characters and larger conspiracies that get revealed over the course of the series, with each revelation being a major plot point that leads to more mysteries and questions to answer. However, there is also accident adventure that it is placed as much emphasis is placed on the action and adventure elements of the show as much on the execution of the mystery, be it using 3D maneuver gear to attack against titans or in full metal out or using the alchemy to combat homunculi. Um, you know, action, romance, cyberpunk elements, they don't preclude a show from being a mystery show, though it may make it less obvious when trying to think of shows that have a mystery. Uh, some shows, you know, the central had many shows that have a central conspiracy fall under this category, even if that central conspiracy isn't really addressed in a meaningful way for most of the show. Even One Piece, to some degree, can be considered a mystery because there's the question of what is the One Piece and what happened in the lost century. That's kind of in the background and where the accent primarily focuses on the day-to-day, you know, lives and uh, and adventures of our characters. Where there's this backdrop of this larger mystery that you know doesn't necessarily immediately affect our protagonists. Uh, thriller is another genre that's often mixed up with mystery. Thriller shows are basically those where the, it focuses more on the anticipation, suspense, and at times anxiety around the protagonist. Uh, this is one of the case. This is often the case where, as we described earlier, the audience is made aware of information before the protagonist is. Mysteries also may or may not be supernatural. The trick for a well-done supernatural mystery is if the rules of the world are clearly defined and the author stays consistent with them. For example, in Death Note, it deals with death gods and notebooks that allow you to kill other people by writing your names in them. Uh, the rules, however, of said notebook are very consistent and made very obvious not only to the audience but also to the characters in the show. Based on this information, they are then able to, you know, uh, 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 you know, take action against or for their cause using these same rules. Now, sometimes there's obfuscation of the rules where the characters in universe are mis- mistaken about what the actual rules are of the notebook, but you know that's kind of part of the whole misdirection element of the show. It's often unsatisfying if a show is played as a straight mystery, but then the explanation is you know kind of hand waved away with oh there was some supernatural power that you couldn't have known about or expected otherwise, especially if the audience was really invested in trying to figure out how it was done. As an example of this, you know in non anime stuff, uh, Scooby Doo is often goes back and forth. Sometimes Scooby Doo they play it straight, you know there's no such thing as monsters; it's just a guy in a mask. Whereas in other cases, you know werewolves and zombies and vampires are a reality, and so the crimes to take those into account. Now, the whodunit detective anime is a very, very specific subgenre of mystery for obvious reasons. Detectives are, by default, individuals who seek to answer questions and acquire knowledge they don't know at the start of an episode. Who committed the crime? How did they do so? Why did they? And, or alternatively, what was their motive? Uh, often there are constraints in place that allow the detective and, by extension, the audience to figure out the whodunit before the end of the show. Usually, you know, there are clues hidden, maybe in illustrations, in a, if it's in the manga or what's shown on screen, um, that allow you to try to piece it together. Detective School Q, which I talked about uh, in the Dying Message podcast, is one of these. Uh, albeit sometimes the clues are very blink and you miss them. Uh, you know, often these plans are placed intensely by the author to give the audience a chance to have that sense of satisfaction of solving it themselves before the answer is revealed. 
Uh, in other cases, though, the clues are more opaque and not made obvious. Uh, in this case, the intent is more so to have the audience marvel at, oh my gosh, how amazing is this detective to be able to solve it like this? The most egregious example of this in media I can think of is in a classic Sherlock Holmes uh, mystery where he looks at a boot print uh, and then later in his explanation of how the crime was solved, uh, explains that, oh, I noticed that the boot print had a type of dirt on it that could only be found in this neighbor of uh, London and therefore I was able to narrow down the suspects that way. He solves this all off screen without us being able to see any of that investigating. Um, so really Watson and by extension the Wheatler had no chance of knowing how, how this would happen. Obviously, not all shows that involve detectives are straight-up whodunit mysteries. Sometimes the characters are simply detectives, you know, for aesthetic or maybe setting reasons without the central conflict of the show being around solving crimes. Uh, the YouTube channel Just Right has a great video essay on the structure of detective films, especially with how they relate to the film Knives Out and uh, crime films in general. In, the te in general, detective media has a structure of introducing the, introducing the scene, uh, presenting the crime, the crime happens, and then the investigation by the detective, you know, investigating the, the motive, the, cult, the suspects, how it was done, and then finally there's a eureka moment where it's all pieced together, and then finally the detective uh, explains to often an exposition to the audience uh, or to other members, you know, within the story how and who committed the crime. Uh, crime films, on the other hand, don't follow who don't you know hide the mystery of who committed the crime and how it was committed. It shows that early on, and instead the focus is more on a cat and mouse game between detective and criminal, where the criminal often may get close to being caught, but then is able to outwit the detective, and then ultimately at the end, you know, someone makes a mistake, and someone and either the detective is able to get them, or the criminal gets away scot free, and that's where the you know tension of the show comes from. Uh, in Eng this, this English literature lesson aside, let's look at some anime. Uh, I'll break them into a couple categories. We'll start broadest to most narrow. First, we'll have shows that have a strong central mystery, that, but also plays into other genres as well. Then, let's look at anime that are primarily mystery anime, uh, if not necessarily detective anime, that you know aren't that that the mystery is the central focus of the show. Next, we'll focus on shows that have famous detectives or maybe, uh, you know, mystery in itself, but they're, not, but they're not necessarily whodunit crimes of the week. And frankly, you know, since whodunit shows aren't the genre, a genre I've actually watched a lot of anime in, I'll mention some of those kind of in brief and passing, as well as some anime based on famous detectives. Uh, given the nature of mysteries, I'll try to spo avoid spoiling the resolution of the mystery, though in order to kind of set up the mystery, I need to, you know, tell you some of the premise uh, to pitch it to you. So, what are some shows that have a strong central mystery? Uh, with you know that don't uh, that aren't primarily a mystery show. Well, a lot of very popular anime fall in this category. Uh, you probably have seen these, but hopefully by recontextualizing them in, as a mystery anime, it helps you appreciate them more. As I mentioned before, Attack on Titan or Singeki no Kyojin, uh, for many of its first three seasons, grappled with the mystery of where the titans that came to you know attack you know the life within the walls, where do they come from, and how is humanity going to fight against them? Obviously, there's a lot of action, a lot of awesome you know three D maneuver you're fighting, and you know power and power of will of Aaron and the main protagonist. In some cases, you might even call it like a mech anime where the titan that that Aaron is able to turn into uh, is, a, is a flesh mech. But then the question stands, how is Aaron able to transform the titan? Why is that? Where, and, you know, presumably Aaron's father had some answers in the basement of their abandoned house. 
And finally, at the end of season three, they were able to get to the basement and find those answers. Now, season four is coming out uh, in this coming fall anime season. It's going to be the final season. And our characters armed with this new information that they have, you know, what are they going to do about the world that they're in? Um, I'll say you can't. Nece- I, I will say you can't necessarily point to clues placed in earlier episodes to say I totally call that this would be what the truth of the world is, uh, since there still is important context missing. But on rewatch, with your newly acquired knowledge, you will be able to look at certain characters and accents, and they will make a lot more sense with the information you now have. Uh, Full Metal Alchemist is another one I mentioned earlier, and that's set in a world where alchemy is a mix of science and magic, and allows you know characters. Uh, alchemists to explain, uh, transmute or change one material into another in creative ways. After breaking the taboo of human transmutation and trying to resurrect their dead mother, brothers Edward and Alphonse Eric seek a way uh, to restore their lost arm and body that they've lost in that experiment. In order to do so, they seek out the mysterious Philosopher's Stone uh, that supposedly allows them to bypass the rule of equivalent exchange. The mystery surrounding the source of the stone's power and how it works uh, is the central mystery as they come against homunculi, artificial humans powered by Philosopher's Stones, um, but they also eventually uncover a grander conspiracy about the country's history and the government. Uh, note that be- there, because the original adaptation uh, came up and ran into the ongoing manga at the time, it has an alternate anime ending, while the newer Brotherhood adaptation from 2009 more closely follows the anime adaptation. Both are excellent, some of my favorite anime, uh, though the resolution of the mystery is different in each. Um, as we noted earlier, one of the most satisfying parts of detective anime is seeing how everything went down with the detective explanations. You know, anime can still accomplish this even without a central explanation of a central narrator or protagonist by showing the same events from a different perspective. Hunter x Hunter, for example, does this pretty well during its fights, where each fight is a mini-mystery of the powers of each character, and then in order to show this, they display the fight from multiple perspectives you know, to see what exactly happened, especially if things happen in the blink of an eye. My most famous, my, my favorite examples of this comes from the anime adaptations of light novelist Ryogo Narita, most notably his works Bakano and Durarara. Bakano follows events across a prohibition-era United States from multiple characters' point of views that often cross into each other. It also takes place across different eras, uh, and the non-linear storytelling, you know, not starting from the earliest and working way to the present day, but instead jumping from era to era, back and forth, back and forth, really allows the audience to you know slowly piece together what's going on you know not even all the characters in the show know what's going on um really the only people who may at the end of the day know what's going on is at the beginning they're framing it as kind of like a debrief of the events of the train the flying pussyfoot uh to a newspaper editor and so you know that kind of adds to this feel uh, honestly has one of the catchiest OPs of all time. Uh, Dorara is kind of similar premise to uh, Bakano in that it's a non-linear storytelling follows you know about 11 different main characters where there are various chaotic events uh, that happen in Ikebukuro, Tokyo. Uh, some of them involve uh, some supernatural elements as well, but you know, it, it honestly, the show is more about, I guess, enjoying the characters and their interactions with each other as they cross over with each other but that non-linear storytelling and being able to figure out what the heck happened, I don't understand it on first watch, kind of comes around. Um, another anime that kind of does this is Steins Gate, where you know it plays into um, it plays into time travel and jumping between alternate realities. And, uh, you know, events very early on, you have no idea what's going on. By the end of the series, you're going to then better understand, uh, you know, what was going on in the first episode with everything you know going on, having gone on since. 
because of time travel, of course. No. Another sword that has a similar feel to Bakano and Duara is one of my favorites, uh, Kekai Sensen, the Blood Blockade Battlefront, set in a world where New York City has become a crossroads between the human world and the world of demons and monsters called Hellstone a lot, which, as a New Yorker, honestly isn't that far from the truth. Uh, it follows protagonist Leo as he joins up with crime-fighting force Libra, who uses supernatural powers to fight terrorist demons in the city. You know, each episode, to a certain degree, is a mystery in that they fight against a mysterious enemy and figure out their powers and defeat them, though you know, the amount of mystery ranges from either focusing on the opponent's powers to better understanding the chaotic world that surrounds them to maybe even uncovering the mysterious past of the allies as opposed to the enemies. Again, this is a somewhat of a selfish pick, not maybe not the best mystery anime, but I just love it too much to not mention. The ending song uh, is also one of my favorites for sure. Okay, those are mystery-adjacent series. What about some mystery-focused shows? Uh, Promised Neverland is a Sonen Jump manga that recently completed its run. I don't think, honestly, that the series manga series ended as well as I would have liked it to, and many people agree. I cannot deny that the first several arcs of the manga, especially the one adopted into the, the only season of anime we have so far, uh, the, were near masterpieces in combining mystery, thriller, and a touch of horror as well. Uh, it's best to go into the first episode with as few spoilers as possible, but you know, for the purposes of recommending, the story follows Emma and her friends, orphans who live in an orphanage. Uh, after spending 11 lives, years of their lives there, Emma and her friends discover a horrifying secret about the orphanage that causes them to want to escape, though their caretaker Mama won't make it easy. This one is a mystery in that Mama has all of the information and the kids only have a little bit. Uh, their goal is to figure out enough what information Mama made to hide the information that they to hide from Mama the fact that they know the information they do in order to plan their escape since they need to outwit Mama since physically they won't be able to over physically overcome her and do so without raising suspicions. You know, this really is a battle of wits cat and mouse game. Uh, it almost feels like an inverse of the uh, of the crime genre in a sense, in a weird way that, that you know, it's more so that... Uh, the, the, the protagonists aren't criminals trying to get away with a crime, but in a sense, they are trying to escape, which in some from a certain perspective would be a crime, right? So it, it, that's almost a crime series in that sense. Um, the second season is planned to come out in January, and while the nature of the conflict changes somewhat, the reliance on superior intellectual planning remains. Death Parade is a somewhat grim anime that focuses on the bar in the afterlife. Uh, the premise is whenever someone dies, they compete at the bar in death games. Bar games such as darts or billiards or even arcade games that informs the bartenders on you know the state of the souls and which ones to be reincarnated and which ones will be banished to the void. On premise alone, the eighth episode is essentially a mini-mystery trying to understand the circumstances of each person's death and whether or not they deserve to be sent into the void. It's not quite a whodunit since you don't have all the clues in advance to try to pick out who's who and who isn't unworthy, but there is a constant, you know, in your mind trying to figure out are they who did it, like who is the guilty one, who's innocent, who is, you know, who's worthy of reincarnation, who's not. That's very similar, uh, I think, to trying to solve the mystery of, of of who committed, you know, a particular crime. You know, on top of the episodic mysteries, there is an additional long-running mystery. There's a mysterious black-haired woman who died under mysterious circumstances, and C kind of works, you know, on a temporary basis with the bartender Decim as he makes his judgments. Over the course of the series, you get hints about how she died and what her ultimate fate will be. Uh, Death Parade was amazing style and has a bop and OP. Everybody get your hands up indeed. Uh, this is definitely one of the top anime of 2015 worth checking out. 
A more traditional mystery is the anime Boke Dake no Gana Inaimachi, also known as Erased. Uh, the premise is that protagonist uh, Satoru has the ability to go back in time, uh, is thrown back in time before life-threatening events uh, happen that allow him to take steps to prevent those lethal events from happening. Uh, this is shown in the first episode where he saves a kid from being run over by a truck. However, this isn't the central mystery of how uh, you know how he got his power. That's not the mystery that we're trying to solve here. It's not like he's constantly preventing murders in new and exciting ways each episode. Though personally, I would love a series that kind of follows along that premise. Uh, instead, in the first episode, he comes across his mother uh, having been murdered in their own house, and his ability triggers to send him back 18 years into the past when he was a grade schooler, um, but with all of his adult memories. So sent back in time, he now has to solve the mystery of who his mother's murderer was. Apparently, it was someone from their past, um, but not only that, the murderer was also apparently involved in a kidnapping case involving some young girls from the area, um, essentially a cold case, and so now going back in time, he has to prevent those kidnappings as well. Uh, I know a lot of people were kind of upset with the ending uh, that without too many spoilers ended up with relationships that they weren't entirely happy with, but those aside, if you focus on the mystery whodunit element, I really enjoyed it. Definitely a thriller that you know is not my usual cup of tea, but one I, I thoroughly enjoyed and appreciated. Okay, shifting over to detective-focused anime, where do we look? Well, the classic we have to start out with is Death Note, uh, following Light Yagami, who receives a uh, notebook from the from the Sinigami Ryuk. Uh, he see, goes on a quest to kill murderers, those not worthy of the world in his eyes. This catches the attention of you know obviously many major uh, uh, law enforcement agencies, and they and they enlist. L, the mysterious uh, detective, uh, to try to find out who uh, the killer Kira is, which is the name that Light has given himself. So L versus Light, trying to figure. They're trying. Essentially, this is more a crime series again than a whodunit. Again, from the perspective of L, it is a it is a crime series. Um, as I noted before, the rules of the world, despite being supernatural, are very consistent, and this cat and mouse game really is um, really really kind of helps that this is became the prototype for what a lot of other detective mystery series would would come to be um honestly it's it you know the second half you know the fact again there are spoilers but there are events that happen halfway through that many people kind of you know lead the second half to not be as strong as the first which you know i i tend to agree with but that being said i think death note is still a series definitely worth watching through to completion uh, Lupin the Third. So it's this is more of a fun romp. Uh, it's a it's a long running series based on you know Lupin the Third is supposedly the grand the grandson or some some descendant of the famous uh, French uh, French detective Lupin. But uh, instead he's a criminal now where he you know conducts with his merry crew of, of criminals uh, various heists to try to steal various riches uh, and then he has to go against the, the detectives to to try to stop him. So again this is more of a crime show than it is a uh, detective show as we defined earlier. Though often, you know, Lupin, Lupin isn't necessarily a bad guy per se, and he often ends up being somewhat a Robin Hood-esque character, and he helps characters along the way of his crimes. Uh, in many standalone seasons, there is a central mystery, you know, that ends up, uh, you know, Lupin helps solving along the way. Uh, Zanki no Terror, I talked about this in my in my Sinichiro Watanabe episode uh, a couple episodes back, but in brief, the ter there are terrorists in Tokyo who have a mysterious past, and they work against detectives to try to achieve some aim. Uh, similar to Death Note, it's more a cat and mouse crime game to see who comes out on top, uh, while also slowly revealing the past of its protagonists to the, to the audience. 
Uh, Psychopaths is another great detective series. Um, cyberpunk, it's a cyberpunk world where there's a big biomechanical computer network called Sybil system that scans uh, the crime coefficient of its citizens to determine kind of minority report style who is likely to com- to uh, commit a crime uh, and it preemptively alerts law enforcement to the scene. Inspectors are detectives uh, who who you know are above are standing upstanding citizens, uh, while enforcers are individuals who are very skilled, especially physically, but they also have high crime coefficients themselves. Working together, uh, inspectors and enforcers you know try to preemptively take down those with high crime coefficients, but inspectors are also handlers for enforcers and are able to you know uh, take them out so they go rogue. This series follows Inspector Akane as he works with Enforcer Kogami to at first deal with the crimes presented to them by the civil system, but then over time, they kind of dig into the mystery behind the civil system itself. I've only watched the first of the three seasons so far, um, but I definitely enjoyed the first one and definitely looking to catching up with the other two. Uh, kind of going along with Cyberpunk, the classic Cyberpunk detective anime is Ghost in the Cell. It follows Cyborg Major Katsuragi as, you know, basically she goes around and solves crimes while grappling with the whole typical Cyberpunk questions of what does it mean to be human? Uh, you know, honestly, I, I've only really seen the original movie, um, which is not as much a detective story as, you know, later TV series such as Standalone Complex would be. Um, but definitely go at least watch that. And if you enjoy it, check out the Expanded Universe afterwards. Um, you know, now going a little bit more off the rails, uh, Samurai Flamenco, this is more a parody of the broader Super Sentai and superhero anime. It's about, you know, a, a male model and a, and a, who tries to solve crime as a uh, unpowered superhero. Um, and he comes up against, you know, a friend of his who is a detective uh, police officer named Goto. So that's, that, that's your detective element of the show. Kind of goes a little bit off the rails, uh, especially in episode five. But you now I enjoyed this. I'm not going to give too many spoilers here. Um, just, just watch Samurai Flamenco. Um, even more kind of batshit insane is Studio Trigger's sword anime, Inferno Cop. It's really a detective anime. I mean, obviously, there's a cop who is on fire, Inferno Cop. Uh, it's more a parody of anime in general, but Inferno Cop is the greatest detective anime, greatest detective anime, anime, de- anime detective of all time. Don't at me. Uh, finally, in the current season, uh, there is a detective anime going on. It is Fugo KG Balance Unlimited or Detective Millionaire Balance Unlimited. Uh, I've talked about this in past episodes. Basically, there's this very rich boy who ends up throwing money at uh, various crimes in order to solve them, uh, kind of like a, what Batman should be doing. So I'm, I'm in watching this series. Obviously, I can't comment on it too much just because it hasn't completed yet, uh, but that is another detective anime if that's something you are gunning for. Okay, now there are other detective anime I haven't watched myself, and these are definitely a lot more in the whodunit category. Um, you know, the classic, of course, is Detective Conan, uh, aka De- Case Closed, just running forever. There are tons of movies everywhere. You probably know uh, about uh, Detective Conan at this point. Um, as I mentioned, uh, I was on the Dying Message pod- uh, podcast, and we talked about Detective School Q, which is uh, an anime from 2003. Um, you know, it's it's a classic uh, whodunit where each episode or arc of an epi- of arc of episodes follows a crime, often like a, cl- a classic uh, closed door mystery um, that are you know the this detective academy has their students solve these crimes, which w- wild, reckless, child endangerment. But that that aside, you know, it is a classic uh, in that regard. 
Another classic is the uh, Kindaichi Sonen no Jikenbo or Kindaichi Case Files. It was a manga that started back in 1992, kind of one of the earliest locked room mystery manga out there. Uh, high school student solving crimes. Uh, Monster is one I haven't read so much. Uh, it involves the mystery of a doctor living in Germany who ends up operating to save a child who grows up to become a serial killer and he ends up grappling with this later in life uh, once the kid grows up to become the serial killer and kind of a thriller cat and mouse game uh, with some detective mystery elements thrown in. Uh, Hyoka is a, you know, high school club anime that they, the, the club members end up solving crimes. Similarly, Gosik is set in a fictional European country with a transfer Japanese student uh, and a local student named Victorique solve another more closed, uh, closed door, you know, impossible mysteries. Um, leaning into the supernatural side of things, Bungo Stray Dogs uh, features the armed detective agency made up of people with supernatural powers, with their powers often being inspired and them being named after famous historical authors, including many mystery, uh, mystery authors, uh, detective crime authors as well. Um, and then id invaded id referring to Sigmund Freud's uh, id and whole subconscious stuff. This was a winter 2020. So this past year, uh, a detective agency uses a new technology that allows its detectives to enter a person's subconscious uh, to kind of unravel, you know, in this very unorganized plane, kind of like a persona uh, video game type thing, uh, unravel clues about the victims, uh, crimes, and the motives. Um, almost reminds me a lot of the video game Psychonauts as well. Heard a lot of good things about it, haven't had a chance to check it out since I wasn't really watching anime in the winter season, so seems visually stunning from what I've seen. Finally, I want to talk about some anime that are d directly related to some classic uh, detectives, most notably Detective uh, Sherlock Holmes, uh, as well as uh, Edgar Rampo, uh, who is the uh, Rampo, who is the classic Japanese mystery author. Uh, we have Rampo. I'm just going to name them by name, not really go into them per se. Uh, but we have Rampo Kitan, The Game of Laplace, uh, Kyoto Tenmachi Sanzu no Holmes, or The Holmes of Kyoto, uh, Tante Opera Milky Holmes, Kabuchiko Sherlock. Uh, May, May Tante Holmes, which is a Sherlock Hound, uh, so, you know, uh, anthropomorphized animals, children, so. Um, Trickster, Edgar Rampo, Sonin Tante Yori, or just Trickster in English. And finally, this one's not out yet, but this coming uh, fall season, there is one called Moriarty the Patriot, or Yukoku no Moriarty, uh, who is, you know, Moriarty obviously being uh, the famous antagonist of the Sherlock Holmes series. I'm going to be definitely checking that one out when we get to the fall anime season. All right, that's enough for, uh, anime recommendations about Detective and Mystery Souls. Hope you're able to find something in there that was to your liking. Uh, also, just a quick update on the shows I'm watching for the summer anime season. Uh, there were some shows I gave three episodes to, um, you know, Doku Hentai X, uh, X Eros, um, as any tuber giga calls it, Hentai Sentai series about horny teenagers using their libido to fight crime. Between the ridiculous censorship and the paper-thin plot, not much reason to keep this up, dropping it. Uh, Lapis Relights, pretty cute idol show, all things told. Uh, I was thinking it was taking a little bit too long to get to the idol portion of it, and there's a ridiculously huge cast of characters being introduced that I can't keep up with. So I have other warm, comfy shows this season that I'm watching. Uh, you know, Hokugao Table Nisi, aka Cute Girls Doing Fishing Things, as well as uh, Uzaki-kun Wants to Hang Out. So, you know, going to be dropping Lapis Relights. Uh, Monster Girl Doctor was all right. There was a little bit more focus on world building than other Etsy shows. Uh, the Etsy was a little bit weird for my taste, and not because of Monster Girl, just 
I think it was executed not super well. Um, I may have been spoiled by interspecies reviewers for the quality of world building and the quality of Etsy. So in the end, I'm thinking I'm dropping Monster Girl Doctor. Um, Japan Sinks. I haven't actually gotten around to watching episode three yet, but it's just honestly kind of a depressing show. I don't need depressing stuff going on in 2020. So uh, gonna be on hold for now. Maybe when I'm in a better state of mind. Uh, now, for a super hot take, Rent a Girlfriend. After the first episode, I was pretty much 50-50 with it. On one hand, Kazuya, really realistic character, re- also a really unlikable character. On the other hand, Chizuru and the other girls in the OP, seeming lovingly rendered, and when you see animators going far, that's just generally you know a boost to the show in general. That said, episodes 2 and 3 introduced more of Mami, uh, Kazuya's ex, into the equation, which you know basically led to an unfavorable ratio of two unfavorable characters to one likable character, Chizuru, uh, which led me to officially dropping this series. I actually went ahead and binged through the manga to see if it got any better, uh, if, the, well, if the other girls from the OPs would, would make it worth it. Frankly speaking, I don't think it's materially improved upon the I don't think the show materially improved upon the anim- on the manga per se. The manga was okay, especially in more recent arcs. Um, but I don't think I really need to watch the show to now that I've wa- I've read the manga. So who knows? Maybe I'll check out random clips of specific characters when they were released online. But the secondhand cringe around Kazuya just and the anxieties watching the first few episodes, I not an enjoyable experience at all. Dropping it. Finally, Uzaki-chan wants to hang out. Uh, it's my last three-episode anime. At first, I thought I might drop it after the first episode because it was kind of pointless and meandering, even less so, even more so than like uh, and than cute girls doing fishing things. But you know, there, there. At that said, the introduction of the side character, specifically the manager of the cafe that Sakurai works at, uh, in the second episode, really redeemed the show for me. I think the importance of having a secondary cast of characters that the first, that the primary cast will be able to bounce off of in comedy anime really is important here. Uh, Gekan Sojo Nozaki Kun was another example of a show like this. So I am keeping Uzaki Chan as the last show I'm going to be watching. Uh, finally, this is pretty unusual, but I'm actually going to be dropping a series, a sequel that I've that I've been watching. Normally, I'm a completionist when it comes to so, but having read all Food Wars, knowing it doesn't really get any better in the in the manga, and seeing that the anime is pretty much an ad, a faithful adaptation of the manga, even though I was just like fast forwarding it through ten seconds at a time, I just could not stand through the new episodes of the final season. So, unfortunately, dropping Food Wars season five. Uh, hopefully, if I hear a word, they're, they're changing it to an anime original ending. I'll hop on back then, but for now, dropped. So at the end of the day, that leaves me with 12 anime I'm watching. Uh, I actually could have had have one so I have at least one so every day, which is pretty nice, uh, with half of my shows on the weekend, Friday, and Sunday. Uh, Friday through Sunday, uh, half and then half the shows on the rest of the day of the week. I also have an even split between Crunchyroll, six shows there, and other platforms, uh, mostly Funimation with one YouTube show. Uh, from Monday to Sunday, they are God of Monday, uh, God of High School on Crunchyroll. Tuesday, Hokugao Table Nisi, uh, Funimation, uh, which is also a spring leftover. Um, Wednesday, we have Decadence from from Funimation. Uh, on Thursday, we have Gundam Build Fighters Re-Rise, which is on YouTube and a spring follow-up, as well as Fugu KG Balance Unlimited, Funimation, spring follow-up. Uh, Friday, we have Fire Force Season 2 on Crunchyroll, uh, which is a sequel. Uh, Funimation has... Uh, Uzaki-chan wants to hang out, and then also Operate Runman uh, on uh, Funimation, uh, which is another spring holdout. Uh, Saturday has Demon King Academy Misfit from Crunchyroll, as well as the sequel Sword Art Online War of the Underworld Season 2 on Crunchyroll. And then on Sunday, we have Digimon Adventure, a spring holdout from Crunchyroll, as well as the short uh, 
Fun Crunchyroll Ninja Collection. I think at this point, my contenders for top anime of the show, including Spring Shows uh, and excluding sequels, are Decadence uh, um, at number one, Demon Academy Misfit at number two, and God of High School at number three. Though honestly, the most recent episode of God of High School may bump that up again. Um, and in any case, uh, also an honorable mention to Operate Ron Man. In any case, uh, where have you ended up with your summer 2020 anime? And also, what are your favorite detective or mystery anime? Anything that I might have missed? Let me know on Twitter, yetanoanipod, or email me at yetanotheranimepodcast at gmail.com. Also, be sure to give Dying Message Podcast a follow. Links to the social media and the show will be in the show notes. Uh, you can follow my my anime list at ninjaboy333, boy with an I. A link to that, as well as, our, as well as the iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play links for the show will be in the show notes. If you can leave a review on there or on Podchaser, it really helps us out. Uh, intro and outro music is provided by Suichi Sakagami at tandesk.com. Editing and production is provided by Ninja Boy Media. That's it for this episode. We air on the first and third Friday of each month. Until then, see you, Space Cowboy. Bang. Mm-hmm.